Studio 6B. Music's loud out here in the studio. Uh, on a Thursday night, August 31st, 8 p.m. on the East Coast, Slick Rick. Sitting right there, going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's here. Not mad at anybody tonight? No, hopefully. I don't think so. Not wishing bad at anyone tonight? Uh, not yet. Give me time. <laughs> not yet. Give he's me time. Gonna, he's going to do the news. Lots to get to on a Thursday. Glad you're in. Slick Rick, how are you? I'm doing good, Big D. How are you? Very good. Any what's the big uh, any big sports coming up tonight? What's the big yeah? Well, it's a today? very sad news today for the Dallas Cowboys. One of their all time greats, Gil Brandt. I'm going to talk about his passing. Um, and Who? Uh, uh, Gil Brandt. Was a, <laughs> no, a big uh, big GM for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> One of the architects of that great uh, team from the 70s and 80s. I'll get into that a little bit. It's been 28 years uh, with Coach Tom Landry. And uh, well, we got some other stories, Big D. We got to get some rodeo. We got to get an update on the U.S. Open as well. Uh, Phillies now have face imaging when you walk in the stadium, so they're going to be uh, checking out your face there. So This is like the new thing now in sports, right? The Mets have it. A little crazy, so. Someone said that Twitter redid their, or X did redid their um, privacy policy in terms of service. I don't know if you saw this, friend. They said they may be taking biometric data from us now. Do you see that? What is that? Uh, I didn't see that, but that doesn't surprise me. So what does that mean, friend? Like I, That means like more on your mobile? Probably, yeah. If, if you're using a face scan to unlock the app and for oh. security, they'll just have that data too. Oh, I don't, I don't do that. So. Okay, um, Rick Delgado, how are you? I'm good. Very good. I'm inspired. Jaden is inspiring, just like he did his whole school. Oh yes, the don't tread on me. Yeah. Yeah, that good kid's kid. pretty. Uh, kid's pretty based, huh? Yep. What does that even mean? Can, can you explain? You, you just use. You're based in reality. It, you, you, you it, is that what that is? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not up with the cool I things. Really, I don't really know either. Who are you you're talking to you're me? Cool I'm kids, a, I'm you cool kids. You're 50 year old kids who throw terms around <laughs> right. to those older you know, folks. Try to fit in. <laughs> so, right. um, well, so here's. Well, first of all, let me, let me first say I want to thank Dr. Gina Loudon and Miranda Khan for having me. Because there was no guests left. <laughs> Having me on the 4 o'clock show today. Wow. Well, congratulations. How did it feel being out in the daylight? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, well, yeah. So it was. Uh, we had a lot of fun. And Miranda asked about the two Ricks. Oh, yeah? And I'll have you know, Slick Rick. Yeah. That um, even though I said, Miranda, I heard you gave Slick Rick a run on the shoes. I kind of defended you that you were still the king of shoes. Now, Dr. Gina said Miranda is, you know, is the queen of shoes. Okay. Obviously, she took her. No, it's respectable. Yeah, sure. But I, um, I had your back. Thank you, Big D. Well, not really, but yeah, I, sure. you know, I did. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Probably, I, gave me, probably gave me the boot right on the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he the, had your back. The king of clogs over <laughs> right, here yeah, had your back when it comes to shoes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Flip-flops. He flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> I flip-flopped a little. Literally. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I had a good, it was fun. And we and guess what came up, Delgado? What? Mitch McConnell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you trying to piss me off? Is that what no, you're trying no, to do? I'm, I thought you were I'm having just, a good time. I'm just saying, I'm not going to get back into it. I'm just saying they came up because they wanted to talk about the clip. And so I said, um, I just explained what had happened last night that just, I don't know why, because for eight years I have detested this man politically and what he's done. But for some reason, when I saw him now twice now have these episodes, something about um, me as a human just felt like it's just sad. If I was, if that was my grandfather, my, I, I would just want to just enough. It's just enough. Somebody step in and say enough is enough. Um, and then I told Dr. Jeannie your position mm-hmm. and she was with you. 
Oh, good. So she agrees that Mitch McConnell is basically a frozen turtle at this point. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Ah. Yeah, she agreed, she agreed with you that she wasn't going to separate the political from the uh, from the uh, you know from just the the human side. And Miranda, that's what, Miranda that's, was, I think, a little more with me. And that's what makes Dr. Gina the best. <laughs> Literally the best. She, like if you if you look you. up the best on, on <laughs> online and be like, oh my goodness, it's Dr. Yeah, Gina. I think you're kissing up. But <laughs> yes, I think he I wants am. to get on the show. He wants to get something to do at four <laughs> yeah. o'clock. That's tomorrow at four thirty. Rick Delgado will be guesting on. They'll tune me in and catch me napping. That's my nap time. I can't do that. Okay. But I had a great time. We spoke about Mitch McConnell. We spoke about. Hakeem Jeffries and going on CNN. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, these uh, these questions they get when they go on these uh, on Phil Mattingly just doesn't ask doesn't ask about the mountain of evidence against Biden. Doesn't ask uh, um, about the pseudonym names he's using. Fifty four hundred emails because, of course, who amongst us hasn't done that? Use a fake name to get 5,400 incoming and outgoing emails to uh, be with, you know, someone's business. Well, we've all thought about doing that, I'm sure. Uh, he doesn't ask about that. He gets Hakeem Jeffries on and he says, um, well, can, I just want you to assure, <laughs> basically, he says, can you assure me that everything has been on the up and up? What, is, what does that even mean? And Hakeem Jeffries says, well, I don't know. Hakeem Jeffries says, well, we're, we're focused on still delivering for the American people. And I'm thinking to myself, delivering what? Yeah. Misery? More misery? More inflation? What? Delivering what? And then I realized, watching the press briefing today, that um, I think the strategy we're starting to see employed now, especially with Corinne Jean-Pierre. The strategy we're seeing with her is that um, she's just going to say... Whatever the topic is, Biden's done it the best. And that let's just say that. That's what you're going to say. Right. If someone asks you a question about the border, you're going to say, well, President Biden has done more on the border than any other president in history. Leave it at that. If they ask you about drugs, you're going to say, he has stopped more drugs at the border than any president in history. If they ask you about inflation, you're going to say, he's done the best against inflation against anyone else. And I think that is their strategy now. That, because that, some of the things she said today are unexplainable with any other reasoning other than just that. They just said, that's what you say. Right. So it's the Jedi mind trick. Well, it's just the, yes, the Jedi mind trick lie trick because they know the media will just go, oh, he's right. the best. Okay, he's the best. Print it. These are not the droids you're looking for. Oh, these are not the droids we're looking for. Great. Thank you. Thank you for answering that question. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's all it is. Exactly. They're stenographers. They're not journalists. They're stenographers. They're, they're taking notes. Great. Wonderful. You're taking notes from a liar. Okay. Here is, um, I wanted to put a compilation together, but I didn't put a compilation together. But let me just give you just a little idea of what I'm talking about. Here's just one moment. The president has done more to secure the border and to ah, deal with this okay, issue of immigration this. than anybody else. Okay. okay. What? Now, if you have an IQ higher than Stone, <laughs> do you believe that that's true? That's insane. There, that's in, exactly. It's that's the strategy, Slick. It's so over the top insane that that actually is the strategy. Right. That's sick. Because it, people go, well, oh, well, maybe. maybe yeah, maybe. I'm, you know, I come to think of it, you know, I think you might be right.
Why? Because I feel like I'm in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Oh, good boy. It's so crazy. The president has done more work. to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. <laughs> Look at her. And Where? She's, she's convincing. Yeah. yeah. But she doesn't mention what country. Yeah. Oh, no, we know what country. It's point. Ukraine. No, no, she's not talking about she's Ukraine. Not, are you sure she's no, not talking about I'm Ukraine? I'm telling you, she's not. Maybe in her head she's no, talking about Ukraine. And she's got it sold, like Slick points out. She's convincing. She's got yeah. it sold. Oh, yeah. She's telling you with a straight face. He has done more to secure the border. More to secure. Where do you start with fact-checking this? With one of hundreds of data points you could bring out. He really has. June saw the single largest <laughs> really? month-to-month drop in lawful, unlawful border crossing because of the policies this president put in place. Ah, We've got see, a record not, number of federal agents. She's not lying. Yeah. She is not lying. He's done his job. Put policies he, is, he has put policies in place that have changed the, the way that they count border crossings. They, they instituted the app. So now they can, if they use the app and you show them, oh, it's not considered an illegal border crossing. You see what she's doing there? It's, it's this high karate they do with the truth. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this <laughs> issue of immigration than anybody like a Chappelle else. Show. He really has. June saw the single largest month-to-month drop in lawful, unlawful border crossing because of the policies this president put in place. We've got a record number of federal agents and officers, more than 24,000, working to secure the border because of the funding this president secured. Oh. We, brought, we brought 21 world leaders on the West Coast, as you all remember, together for the first time to ever to deal with this issue in a in a regional way uh, because of the alliances that this president has put forth. And we secured record funding for border security and management. And let's not forget, we expanded. We've expanded the pathway uh, to citizenship yes. under this of president. You did. And <laughs> mind you, he's been doing this on his own. This administration is now she's now. She, yeah, that's the only truthful thing she said. Yes, they have expanded. Yes. Expanded the pathway to citizenship. The pathway of legal, uh, legal pathway, pardon me, the legal pathway uh, for caught. migrants yeah. to enter this COVID. The legal pathways to, mig- to migrants coming, yes. Oh, yeah. From the parole program. Right, from the parolee program. Which That's, don't have any, which don't lead to any sort of permanent legal. Well, it, it, it's a legal, no, you're right. I, I agree. You're right. It, it gives you a legal pathway to mm. come in. Wow. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, she got caught. The, <laughs> she got the, busted. The, the, she had a moment of actual truth and got busted. Right. Right. And, and I don't know if you recall seeing the pictures the New York Post pr- printed last week of the, um, the the floodgates that they had permanently uh, soldered open to make sure that there was nothing holding these people back from uh, entering through the, 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 the pathways that they've created for them to get here. Oh, yeah. I thought you weren't going to get me upset. Well, I just I see this strategy of hers today, and um, I mean, because she she says some things that, other than chalking it up to, she just knows she's never going to get questioned, and she'll just just put it out there in the ether. I just don't know how else you you get away with this. And then I see Hakeem Jeffries. What led me to this was thinking about when I was on. Uh, with Dr. G and Miranda this afternoon, this Hakeem Jeffries clip, he goes on there, and there's Phil Mattingly. He has a ch- he has a chance to ask. Um, he could ask Hakeem Jeffries about um, the pseudonyms. Do you think it's okay for the vice president to be using fake names or to, to emails? Well, you're not going to get an answer from him. We get that, but you can at least ask the question. 
You could ask the question about all the other evidence. So looking back on the president's statements for the last two years, uh, 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 Representative Jeffries, do you still believe the president has no idea about his son's business dealings when we have X, Y, and Z here connecting him to meetings, phone calls, his flights on Air Force Two? There's a lot of things he could ask. Could you assure me that everything's going to be okay? <laughs> Can you assure me that everything's on the up and up? Up and up. Yes. Like literally, like, I mean, did you want to get on one knee before you said it to him? But this is why, again, this is why they go on these places. This is why Chris Christie's loved by left-wing media, so he can go in there and just be a fire starter. That's why he's on everything all the time. Yeah. That's why these guys are on these places, because they know they're not going to get any serious questions. Chris Christie's not going to go on any serious talk show with any serious host. And get he's going to go on with the, he's going to go on with little Georgie. He's going to go on CNN. He's going to go on MSNBC. Yeah. He's, he's going to do what he's told. And he, th- he thinks they like him. They think they, he thinks <laughs> they embrace him. He thinks he's going to be invited to cocktail parties in the Hamptons. Yeah, he thinks they're going to have craft services when he arrives at the studio with the duck donuts and stuff in the waiting room. And then he goes on there and, you know, throws bombs at Trump. And, oh, hey, yeah, Chris. See you later. Ooh, can't days. wait to get rid of him. Is, is that why we don't have donuts anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're afraid of out on that. showing up. <laughs> All right, live from Studio 6B. Lots to do sports and news all coming up. Studio 6B, 17 past the hour on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's going to do the news. Glad you're a part of the show. As always, we appreciate you giving us a few hours of your precious time each and every weekday night, 8 to 10, right here on Real America's Voice. We really do appreciate it. Thank everybody for the e- oh, especially last night. Thank you for all the emails and the texts and the messages. I posted a couple of them on Getter. Uh, just really nice, heartfelt uh, messages. Uh, that I received last night on the show. I always receive them on the show, but last night we got a ton. And it was, uh, I try to read them all, try to respond, try to repost some of them as well. We try to. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for that. Make sure you go over to live. Well, make sure you follow us on all our social media, by the way, at LFS6B, pretty much everywhere. Substack is LFS6B.substack.com. That's where all your what even is that's live. And all of our news articles and a lot of other clips as well. Uh, live from Studio6B.com is where obviously everything lives, news, uh, shows, uh, clips, everything there. Obviously, all the merch is at live from Studio6B.com, so make sure you go over there as well. Uh, let's do some sports. Lots going on in sports. College football is in action, in which action means tonight? one thing. That means tomorrow, Slick Rick, guess Ooh. what it's time for? Oh, oh break out the Oddsmaker shirt tomorrow. There it is. Hey, we're going to wear the hat tomorrow night. Oddsmakers tomorrow <laughs> night. Aaron, we'll have a strategy meeting in the afternoon. Me and you will be oh, looking yeah. at Louisville and Georgia Tech, Missouri State and Kansas, Stanford and Hawaii, Slick Rick. I think those will be the three main games you should probably look at. Yeah, well, we're going to see Colorado, If you see anything too. else, you can. Rick and I were talking about Dion getting out there with Colorado with the Buffaloes. See what happens with that. Oh, okay. They're playing when? Now, they're playing over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not tomorrow. 
Gotcha. Well, we got to do weekend games too. Yeah, you got to do weekend. Yeah, we got to do Saturday's full yeah. slate Saturday. Come on, so yeah. we got lots of games to do. Come on, so. Big D. Come on. Let's go. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's do sports. <laughs> sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B if you're going to shop there. We appreciate it. Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? Well, let's get right to the gridiron griddle, Big D. We got NCAA football, right? At Wake Forest, all over Elon. 23 zip, uh. two minutes to go in the second. Oh, you had money on Elon? Elon no, the SEC's Elon all over him now. It's on Elon Musk. Don't worry. All right. You got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Now, now I'm with you. Come on. You see, yeah. UCF. See what happens when you buy Twitter and you're. You're a real patriot. The government will get back yeah. to you. That's Six it. ways to Sunday. Yep. That's it. You get left in the wake by Wake Forest. UCF 21-3 over Kent State. 4.57 to go in the second. Georgia State leading Rhode Island 21-7. to That's also in the second. And uh, well, a lot of these games are in the second, actually. Uh, Western Michigan over St. Francis, PA 21-3. NC State and UConn tied at 7. That's also in the second. And, oh, Florida, the Gators are on, but the Utes are all over them. Utah's up 7 nothing. Utah ranked number 14. 14 they made yeah. some noise last year. I think they're going to be a good club. Yeah. So they're up 7 nothing. Uh, and I'm we not got- expecting much from the Gators this year. No, I don't, no think. I don't think so either. No, absolutely. This swamped. No. Anyway, Nebraska, Minnesota, no That's squad. a good game. Nine, 940s. That's a great game, man. The Cornhuskers and the Golden Gophers. Look yeah. out. Yes, yeah, so that's a good game. And the Missouri, 7 nothing over South Dakota. And uh, AR Pine Bluff, 7 zip over Tulsa. We got a lot of games tonight. UAB leads NCA and T, 7 nothing. And Southern Utah going up against Arizona State. That's a 10 p.m. first kick. A couple of U.S. Opens. Let's see. Well, Carlos Alcarez right now leads. Uh, took the first set over Harris, 6-3, 2-1. And um, let's see who else we got here. Uh, oh, Daniel, Daniel Medvedev's coming up at 8-30 against uh, O'Connell. And let's see who else we got here. Oh, let's see. Key. Oh, uh, Pagula is going to be playing P-Tig. That'll come up at 8 9 o'clock as well. And Anjabor, she's up 3-2 over uh, Laura Naskova. And Anjabor, one of the best world number five. And Arena Sabalenka, she took care of business, 6-3, 6-2 over Barrage. So, uh, yeah, U.S. Open way on the way, so we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on that. And uh, well, I get the one story, Big D. Some sad news kind of hits like Rick between the eyes because this goes back to my youth, but uh, Gil Brandt, who helped build Cowboys into America's team, died. This is an ESPN report. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Gil Brandt, one of the architects who helped turn the Dallas Cowboys from an expansion franchise into America's team, died Thursday. He was 91. He was the Cowboys' vice president of player personnel for 28 years from 1960 when the team entered the NFL as an expansion franchise until May of 1989, when he was fired by new owner and general manager, oh, Jerry, uh, under the leadership of Brandt, coach Tom Landry, who Slick Rick actually met Tom Landry years ago, and general manager Tex Schramm, uh, Schram, the Cowboys uh, posted 20 consecutive winning seasons from 1966 until 1985. That feat has never been matched and made five Super Bowl appearances, earning two championships. The Cowboys won those titles by defeating the Miami Dolphins 24-3 in Super Bowl VI. Remember watching that. And the Denver Broncos 27-10 in Super Bowl twelve. I won money on that one. Landry was inducted into the Pro Hall F- Football Hall of Fame in 1990 and Schramm in 91, but Brandt had to wait to join them until ni- 2019 when he was inducted I- as a contributor. Uh, he was also in the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor in, 19- in 2018. The Pro Football Hall of Fame announced that Hall of Fame flag in Canton, Ohio will be lowered to half-mass Thursday in honor of Brandt. Uh, Brandt is credited with being the first in the NFL to use computers to enter number grades for prospects at each position in evaluation for the the NFL draft and the first to test prospects mental makeup under pressure through psychological testing and uh, well, Brant was truly an innovator and I enjoyed him he was on the NFL network uh, on their radio and I would every Sunday I would listen to him during the tailgate you know they had the tailgate special big day talking about the games 
the way this guy could break down games, the memory he he was he was keen right up until he was in his 90s, and uh, unfortunately he passed away. I didn't even know that uh, he wasn't well. But when I guess when you get to that age, things can happen. So mm. that broke my heart. That's why I got the cowboy helmet there. And uh, yeah, he's a legend. Look him up. He was something else. And that's a wrap in sports, big deal. All right, Slick Rick, very nice. Uh, we'll do some more sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. And my pillow. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends over at Seven Cells, and of course, early treatment meds for a few uh, few more days. I think two or three days left. If you want to stock up on anything they have, you got to do it now. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, I thought I'd start with some good news, Damon. How about right. that? Excellent. Hear I'm about always that? down for good news. All right. Well, it turns out a elementary, uh, a Colorado elementary teacher that kicked out a student who was 12 out of the class for wearing the Don't Tread Me Gadsden flag on his backpack. Well, there's some news uh, coming in because of this. Uh, the kid has, has a, a, a strange uh, defender coming to his rescue, being the, the governor, governor. Yeah. of Colorado. Who yes, chimed did. in? Uh, if you haven't heard the story, this 12-year-old kid named Jaden uh, with his mom, uh, they were kicked out of the classroom. The staffer at the school claims that the patch was disruptive to the classroom environment as she claimed it has origins in slavery. Now, of course, yeah, this might is a school. A history class. Right, this is a school official. Why would they know anything about history? Yeah, I hope she wasn't <laughs> teaching civics or something. <laughs> what, what did she teach? Yeah, exactly. I, it doesn't say here. He was told that the patch, which has the don't tread on me emblazoned on it, along with the rattlesnake, was against the district policy, and he was not allowed to go back into class without removing it. The pupil was told by the administrator so the it's due to the reasons it's due to the origins with slavery and the slave trade which again if you know your history this is nothing of the sort um as part of the back and forth of course the governor of Colorado chimed in. Governor Jared Polis came and weighed in on the issue, uh, actually denying and backing up the kid, denying the flag was racist, instead claiming it was a great teaching moment. And he said the Gadsden flag is a proud symbol of the American Revolution. You would think something a teacher in school would know and an iconic warning to Britain and any government not to violate the liberties of of Americans. Now, a follow-up to this, guess what? The kid wins. Yes, Jaden wins. Uh, the teen who just won a major victory after the school, after the video of him was being uh, you know, passed around about him being kicked out with the backpack on. Connor Boyack, educa- education expert and president of the Libertas Institute in Utah, released a screenshot of the Vanguard School Board directors allowing Jaden to attend school with the Gadsden flag patch visible on his backpack. We won, he wrote on Twitter. Let this be a lesson. Document your encounters with government employees. Had Jaden's mom not recorded the video, this wouldn't have got nearly the attention that it did. The employee of the school uh, uh, said via email that the patch was disruptive. And, of course, we all know that it's, it's, it's a sign, uh, it's a flag that was flown as a symbol yeah. of the 13 colonies' fight against British tyrannical rule and the American Revolution. So am congratulations. I, am I wrong to say that this flag, though, the Gatson flag, was also part of that hearing that the FBI had put out a list of, um, of uh, was not was white, it, supremacy white supremacy stuff? symbols, it and the Gatson flag was on there, and Ted Cruz took him to task? I, I you wonder you where they correct. get these ideas. Yeah. There you go. I believe that was the case. All right, 26 past the hour. We'll do some more news when we get back right after this.
30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Lots to get to. Benny Johnson on Twitter put out about 50 minutes ago. Georgia judge says Donald Trump's trial in Fulton County will be televised and live streamed. What? I don't think that's I don't think that's too much of a surprise because I believe that's the actual law that the courts there can be and and are very often on uh, available. Wow, I believe. So, um, yeah, from what I saw, that there will be a pool feed for a television broadcast, and they're going to stream the whole thing from the courtroom to YouTube. Okay, there you go. Um, of course. The real plan that's in effect, of course, has nothing to do with really Georgia. It has to do, of course, with D.C. And you think about um, four jurisdictions now, and three of them, he will not be able to get not only a fair judge, but in no way get a jury of his peers. So those are the issues that should be top of mind. And what really should be top of mind of course, is the Republican Party and their lack of, well, pretty much anything. I think I retweeted Matt, Matt Gates today, who had a, um, had a video of McCarthy talking about, oh, the House, yeah, Kevin McCarthy, Republicans have made this Congress more productive, more open, and more transparent than at any other time in recent history. The People's House is getting back to work. Matt Gates retweeted that video and said, no vote on term, li- term limits, no vote on a balanced budget, no plan to have individual appropriations bills considered, no full release of J6 tapes, no spending cut to raise the debt limit. Trump has been charged with 91 counts. We haven't even subpoenaed Hunter Biden or any Biden for that matter. I know it is the tendency of political leaders to self-preen, but the truth is that while some GOP housework has made positive reforms, it isn't good enough, not even close, actually. We are going to have to seize the initiative and make some changes. Ooh. And I believe at this point those changes would be duly noted and appropriate come the first time that he officially puts on the continuing resolution on the table. So whether that's October 1st when the deadline comes and goes, and maybe that's, maybe that's just what, he, what, they're, what uh, Representative Congressman Gates is thinking. But again, the problem is, it's like Colton Moore out of Georgia. I hear a lot of people talking about mm-hmm. him. And Republicans, in my opinion, do themselves a disservice continuing to focus on things that they can't get done. I know you're focused on the governor of Georgia. And, okay, why are you not focused on the fact that the Republican legislature can't get enough votes to override the governor and call for a special session? Did you really expect Brian Kemp in your heart that he was going to do it himself? I would certainly hope not. What we should be focused on and more angry about is the fact that you can't get red states as Colton. Is that his name? Colton Moore. I don't think that's even it. Yeah. Is this Colton Moore? Hmm. As he first said, when he, when he made, you don't know. It (laughs) It sounds like his name. I feel Um, like I've heard that before. He said, I I don't think I have enough 
I'm not so sure my colleagues are going to be with me. There's no difference between what how Matt Gates probably feels and how he feels in Georgia. You could say Colton Moore. That's his name. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that's his name. It is. I'm looking at it. Okay, Colton Moore. Yes. Um, Unless this is a... You know, it's um, to me, that's what I would be most angry about is that you can't, again, you can't get red states to act like red states. Most legislatures and elected representatives who are supposedly ours in front of their names are closer to the Dems than they are to you. And that's good for Washington and pretty much across the country in, in most red states other than Florida. And, and that's the problem. So we can keep talking about what he's doing, and I, and I like that he had the initiative to do it, but it's just not gonna. It's just not happening. Well, it's like it's like the Supreme Court. You think you've got a, uh, a conservative majority until they actually uh, are forced to vote on something, and then you go, oh, I guess you're not really a conservative because they expose themselves with 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 their decisions. If they vote one way, guess what? It's it's not the way the conserv- It's not the way you promised people you would vote as a conservative. So, you know. You, we, I read you what Representative Clyde wants to do. Finally, someone on offense at the federal level with putting these two riders in to defund these um, investigations into Trump. Have you heard a lot of people come out? Have you heard a lot of Republicans go to the microphone and, and, and talk a big support for what Representative Clyde wants to do? I, I don't know. Have, I'm asking no. seriously because I, I, I don't know. I haven't. I, th- I think the fact that none of us have heard anything uh, pretty much speaks volumes. Right? It uh, says it all. Daniel Horowitz has a piece today in The Blaze. Representative Clyde lays down the gauntlet on defunding Trump prosecutions in the DOJ funding bill. He says Donald Trump's now been indicted on 91 federal or state criminal charges. In four different cities. It'll be impossible to get a fair jury pool in three of them. The jury pool in D.C. has already convicted people of offenses carrying years of prison time for simply stepping into the Capitol. And judges have given enhanced sentencing and pretrial holdings simply for expressing support for Trump. Shockingly, the man himself certainly doesn't stand a chance, in my opinion, of staying out of prison. With hundreds of years of prison time looming over him, an incorrigibly based, biased jury pool. There is only one way to stop Trump from going to jail, and more importantly, preventing the cementing of the precedent the DOJ has already established of criminalizing the political views of the opposition. And that is that House Republicans must refuse to fund the DOJ for one second past midnight, October 1st, unless that operative appropriation bill contains a provision that defunds the prosecutions against Trump and all similar politically targeted FBI and DOJ operations, surveillance programs, and prosecutions that are prima facie aimed at political opponents. Bizarrely, Trump himself has not even called for this. And surprisingly, he told Glenn Beck on an interview Tuesday that he doesn't even see himself going to jail. But should we really leave that to chance at this point? 
Thankfully, Representative Andrew Clyde from Georgia, a Freedom Caucus member of the Appropriations Committee, is proposing two amendments to the Commerce Justice Science Appropriations Bills that would defund the prosecutions. The pair of amendments would bar funding for federal prosecutions against a candidate running for president in this election, which would include Jack Smith's office, as well as a separate provision barring funding for state prosecutors' offices doing the same. While this is a good start, such an effort shouldn't be relegated to just the backbencher's amendment. Speaker McCarthy and his leadership team should place this provision in the core of any funding bill that is ultimately designed to keep the government funded. Now is the time for those concerned about political targeting and the end of democracy as we know it to either fish or cut bait. Impeaching Biden, while not a bad idea, will not stop the prosecutions and will obviously get crushed in the Senate because unlike a defund fight, it lacks the leverage of the default position of a government shutdown. It will just allow McCarthy to distract from selling us out on the budget and a defund fight, which frankly is needed to defund many other odious practices of the Biden administration anyway. We are simply out of time. We cannot let this go on any longer. And unlike many of my colleagues in conservative talk radio, I actually believe my own talking points. Despite not being the most ardent Trump supporter, I actually believe we have crossed the Rubicon, not just with the targeting of Trump, but the targeting of his supporters. For the past few years, we cannot continue funding an FBI and DOJ that targets parents at school board meetings, pro-life activists, religious Catholics, or hold people for months without bail for public trespassing simply because of their political views. I actually agree with the talking point that this is about something much greater than President Trump and that we are facing an existential threat of government agencies being permanent enemies of political opponents. As such, mugshots, campaign donations are not going to cut it. If we really believe the feds are going to lock him up, which all indications imply, we cannot wait for January 2025 to redress this issue. The fight must happen now, and we must not allow House leadership to kick the can down the road till December. The minute they kick the can down the road, they lose their leverage because Democrats will rightfully view this new GOP House majority as no less reluctant to use government funding as leverage than, uh, than Boehner did and Paul Ryan when they had their majorities. Trump and his supporters are not behaving in a way that indicates they are serious about their own ap uh, apocalyptic rhetoric. When asked whether he's concerned... To have to campaign from a jail cell, Trump told Glenn Beck, I don't think that's ever happening. We have a great case. He went on to compare it to Russiagate and the Mueller probe that fell apart. The difference, though, of course, is that there are 91 definitive charges in front of unfair judges and unfair juries. We all say blue cities are Soviet-style gulags, but then we don't believe our own talking points when it comes to gaming out President Trump's future? The strength of Trump's defense is meaningless in the face of the D.C. gulag. 
Just ask hundreds of January 6th defendants. There is no logical reason to believe the trial jurors will be any less biased than the members of the grand jury. What do you think of that? Wow. And who wrote this? Daniel Horowitz in, in The Blaze today. Mm. It's, it's, it's scary to think about, right? Because what we're seeing, and it takes you back to what... what uh, what what stupid face said? Uh, seven ways from Sunday getting back at you, right? Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer said it uh, because Trump was challenging the the intelligence community. And you know what's crazy too? The other night I'm watching TV after the show. I'm sitting around, just popping around. I come across. Remember the the movie The Pelican Brief? Yeah. Based on the books, right? Good movie. At what point? Right after the, uh, the right after the Supreme Court justices, two of them were murdered. Um, the president, uh, I forget who was played by. Pulls in his his secrets his, his uh, CIA and his FBI heads and says and says to them flat out, "Was this us?" And right there, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. wow, you know what? I've seen this movie a few times. That never stuck out to me like it did now. right then and there. When you think about everything that we've seen going on the last six seven years, what what Schumer said, and, and it, it just makes you, it, it kind of scares the hell out of you. All right, a little more on this when we get back. We'll do more sports and news. other things from this piece uh this piece is i I think everybody's got to read this i said this a couple weeks ago i just think people are just underestimating the 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 enemy we face and and how serious i think they're taking this and when i I think they're they're almost making it so plain sight what the playbook is that i think people are actually missing it because they're making it so easy to see that this judge chutkin is clearly on a mission to be uh to jump the shark here and be and try to just get something I mean, the one in Florida was filed first, but yet here we are. She wants to be... She wants to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, she wants it quick, wants it fast. Mm. And this is why I brought up that article the other day about the five pro-lifers. Um, you see what happened today with the January 6th sentencings? I mean, 17 years for a guy. The guy who burned down the Minnesota police station got, I think, 24 months. <laughs> I, I think. Wow. Guy got 17 years for ripping down a fence. And a Trump-appointed judge is the one who did it. And again, spewing out his own personal thoughts of what January 6th meant to him. Applying seditious conspiracy, a terrorism charge that added 10 years to the sentence, I believe. Yeah, and and the prosecution was actually asking for double that. Double. They wanted 34. So who does not think the number one enemy, the number one person that has target from the elite ruling class of Washington, D.C., they're going to somehow take it easy on? The ball is already in motion with this judge. That's why she wants to go first. That's why she wants to go fast. 
and it's going to be very similar to that Newt Gingrich phone call. I don't care what you have to do. You're yeah. going to get something. You're going to get a conviction on something, and we don't care about the rest, what happens after that. But that's your goal. Because then we all the mean, oh, 14th Amendment. Oh, now he's really, now he's got it because he's a convicted felon. So just a couple other things from this article from Horowitz today. He says either Trump's aloof to his own peril or, or now, I don't know what you think about this, is privy to some sort of inside game that we are not aware of. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I thought you might. <laughs> he says, but taking his own predicament and our own predicament at face value, the fiscal year 2024 funding bill is the last chance to force a national debate on the dangerous weaponization of government. If Trump feels he has some kind of magic potion, but the rest of those politically targeted certainly do not and are in need of immediate redress, they will not be able to remain on the golf courses of Mar-a-Lago for the rest of their lives like Trump will. The DOJ just successfully convicted five pro-life activists on charges carrying 11 years in prison for peacefully blocking entry, they say, to an abortion clinic. They were not convicted for what they did, but for what they believe. Because right now there are hundreds of climate activists blocking major roadways, much more dangerous to the public, and none of them is serving a second in prison. If this is really about more than Trump, we need to act now, regardless of whether he wants to focus on it or not. We need a defund fight for numerous reasons. We need to do defund catch and release, vaccines, castration of minors, the Green New Deal, and the political targeting of all of us. We have been told for the past few months that none of it matters in the face of the Trump indictments, and now he tells us he's not worried about going to jail. Republicans, after skipping town since late July, won't even come back the week of Labor Day along with Senate Democrats. Nobody in the party is serious about the indictments or the other existential crises we face. Representative Clyde has created a rallying point. Regardless of whom one, uh, regardless of whom you back in the primary, we should all agree that totalitarianism needs to stop and we need to start acting like we mean it. All right, let's do some sports. Nine minutes to the hour, and here with that is Slick Rick, brought to you by Mike Lindell and my pillow. Slick, what's going on? Time to go to the rodeo, Big D. We're going to go to the Walla Walla Frontier Days Rodeo, Walla Walla, Washington, at the Walla Walla Bring Your Wallet County Fairgrounds. Here we go, Big D, underway, going into the weekend. Steer wrestling, second round. We have a tie. Tristan Martin and Jace Melvin, 4.1 seconds each. Team roping, Dustin, Exquisa, and Levi, good lord, 3.7 seconds. Tie down roping, Second round, Blaine Cox, 7.6 seconds. And that's all we have for that rodeo so far. Just underway, $242,666 payout. Let's get another round of scores, Big D. Major League Baseball, light tonight. Must be a travel day for a lot of the ball teams as we head into the final stretch here for September. This is it. This is the pennant race here. We got the Marlins beating the Nationals 5-1 in the bottom of the seventh. And uh, the Yankees drop one today, Rick, to the Detroit Tigers in Detroit. Ten innings, 4-3 Yankees lost. And Giants 
Giants take on the Padres at 940, and 10-10 Braves uh, going out to L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Let's get to some football scores. We talked a little bit earlier. Wake Forest rolling over Elon, 24 nothing, 14 to go in the third. At the half, UCF over Kent State, 28-3. Georgia State over Rhode Island, 21-14 uh, at the half. Western Michigan over St. Francis, PA, 21-10. That's at the end of three. Also at the half, NC State, 10-7 over UConn. Utah up 7-3 over Florida. Florida with a field goal. 10, 12 minutes to go there in the second. Minnesota up 3-0 over Nebraska. Good defensive struggle. Nine minutes to go there in the second in Minnesota. Uh, Missouri over South Dakota, 14-0 also in the second. And uh, Air Pine Bluff tied with Tulsa at 7, 10 minutes to go there in the second. And UAB uh, 14-3 over NCA&T. Eight to go there in the second. Southern uh, Utah and Arizona State. We got a little bit of U.S. Open. Carlos Alcarez rolling over Harris, 6-3, 6-1. Uh, he trails 2-1 in the third set, but yeah, Carlos Alcarez is going to be a tough out, I'll tell you that much. And Zverev also a big win today, 7-3, 6-3, 6-4, 6-3. What a, great, what a great match that was as well. And with the ladies, Anjabor taking care of business. She won the first set, 7-6, and uh, Arena Sabalenka. She won earlier tonight. All right, let's go, Big D. Get a story here. Here we go. Georgia, favorite to repeat as rivals. Draw betting interest. This is David Purdom of ESPN. It has been eight years since oddsmakers anointed a team other than Alabama or Clemson as the preseason favorite. That streak is over as Georgia is firmly the consensus betting favorite to win the college football playoff at sportsbooks and around the nation. The Bulldogs vying for a third consecutive national championship enter the season with the fifth shortest odds of any preseason title favorite in more than two decades according to ESPN stats and information we have Georgia Big D plus 240 Alabama plus 550 the Buckeyes plus 800 Michigan's in there too plus 850 USC who had a big big win uh, last this Saturday night plus a thousand and LSU uh, plus a thousand Clemson got a little bit of a stretch 1800 and uh, well Texas rounds out that top uh, 10 there plus 2200 so we'll see how that goes Alabama has been the preseason or co-favorite with Clemson in seven of the past eight seasons. I don't know if uh, good old Lou Saban's going to get it done this year, Big D. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Mm. And uh, that's a wrap in sports. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. Uh, I saw somebody in the chat say, um, well, Damon, that's what it looks like on the face, but we don't we don't really know. And um, I guess I – yeah, Okay. Well, that, well, that's why I said, you know, when you when you, Are you willing said, to, I gave that option. Are you willing option. to take that to the finish line and then find out you're wrong? Well, when you gave that option that they're, they're privy, of course they're privy to stuff we're never going to know until it comes out. That's the way it always happens, right? We, we didn't know uh, about what Hunter was doing until, well, it came out. We didn't know how deep Joe was embedded until it came out. We didn't know how, how he was doing it as vice president with, with Obama basically going, yeah, it's okay, I guess, uh, until it came out. We're not knowing all this stuff. We didn't know about the shell companies until it came out. So, of course, you know, when it comes to a uh, court case, and, and this was his tactic with, with uh, you know, with leaders around the world. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. It's just I'm going to do it, and you're going to have to deal with it. So, you know what? I'm going to yeah, say they're probably lot, playing it close to the to, close to the vest. Yeah, but there's huge time things here where they have to file certain things or they're not going to be able to do it. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe this uh, who knows? May, maybe there's something we don't know. All right, news with Delgado when we get back. 
That was a quick first hour. Hour two coming up. from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, 9 p.m. Real America's Voice. Glad you're a part of the show. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's going to do the news. All of our friends in the getter chat, glad you're in as well. Everybody's fired up in there. Again, want to thank Dr. Gina and Miranda for having me on the 4 o'clock show this afternoon. Hope you caught that. If you didn't, we'll repost that on um, all of our socials as well. So just to put the finishing touches on what we ended, Delgado, are you saying yes. that you think that um, you're attributing his demeanor in, in interviews like the Glenn Beck thing saying, well, I don't think it'll get to that, and the lack of, of, mo- uh, the lack of offense and motions we've seen from his legal team, you, you think there could be something to the fact that they have, well... They might have a trump card. Cut a How deal, or like what? Do you, what do you, no. what do you call a trump I, card? I, I I think they it, they may be playing rope a dope. We don't know. Again, we don't know. It's all speculation, right? Okay. We're all kind of guessing. But you're it's open like, to that. I'm open to that because you would think that again, that's been his tendency, right? Uh, that's the way he treated foreign policy when it came to dealing with uh, these overseas guys. Um, you know. Because what would they have before that? Eight years of Barack Obama telling you exactly what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. And what they get in Trump, the exact opposite, which, which is why they thought, well, this guy is a little, uh, we don't know what to expect. We don't know what's coming. Um, maybe, he's, they're, maybe they're using the same tactic here. You know what? Let them, let them feel like they're, they're going to win their case. Yeah, okay. They don't know what we have. Remember, they, remember the defense, the, the, the uh, the defense can see everything the offense has, right? But it's not the same way. The offense can't go through and go uh, go through the uh, you know go go through all the all the uh, the stuff that the uh, defense has when it comes to a court case. So may- maybe they do have stuff that is going to be uh, devastating, devastating to the uh, prosecution, and they're just waiting and they're just waiting there because remember he was going to do that he was going to do that Monday night thing about 2 weeks ago and his and his lawyers told him you know what don't do that maybe we're going to hold off on that maybe that was part of it i don't know i, I feel i feel like we're watching a movie though and, and to the jewel yes the pelican brief i've referenced the pelican brief um but that's what it feels like i feel like we're in a movie or we're watching a movie. We're watching something play out. Some great, mur- some great murder mystery. Something with a twist that we're not going to see coming until it happens. And then we're going to go, oh, my goodness, how did we not see that? No, oh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Uh, man, I, I, I hope you're right. It speaks volumes. But I'll tell you, I am nowhere near that, that movie ending. Right. My but- movie ending is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think it, it's like they, you can already see where the killer's hanging out. Mm-hmm. And you can already see, I mean, they're, they're not trying to hide it, in my no. opinion. That's, that's the thing. I don't even think they're even no. trying to hide it. It's so clear. 
it's so obvious that the judge in D.C. is the one to do the work. They have set out on a goal. And look at what just happened in D.C. on multiple cases in the same place that this is going to take place. Yeah, and who knows what they might, who knows what might be uncovered about the judge. We just don't know. We don't know what about that tape that Greg Kelly was talking about. What What's going to be on that tape that's going to be so devastating to the Biden administration? Will it have any effect on the prosecution of President Trump? Maybe, they, maybe they're tied in. We don't know. Oh. Delgado has a point. What? And Unfor- it's on top of his unfortunately, head? Unfortunately, it's at the top of his head. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, we all saw the same one at the same time. That's a good, that's a good one right there. That's a good one right there. Right, let's do some more news. You we'll move on here. Boy, I just, I don't know. I think people are sleeping on this. I just hope they're not. I hope his, te- I hope his uh, legal team is not. Um, it's like the babe calling his shot. But, right. Okay, yep. so I'm not going to move on because I want one more question from you. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just not. <laughs> Can't let this go. go Why hasn't Trump called for the, the point he makes that shockingly Trump himself hasn't even called for this? Called for what? For the defunding of this through these bills. Um, much like, much like a lot of things, I, I think he can't be the one to do it. Right? He can't because if he's the one to do it. Say, say, let, let's let's throw out some crazy notion. You stick with me, Slick. All right. Um, just another show. Just another show. Say that right after the 2020 election, he did have definitive proof, right, of shenanigans wherever they may have happened for the election counts, whether it be in Georgia, Michigan, which, Arizona, wherever. And they went and moved and said, you know what? We're just going to arrest all these people, gather them up, and we're going to – people would see that. The media would see that, and everybody would be like, oh, sore loser. He's trying to use the military to take over. That's not a good look. You can't win like that. that even, even if the, the evidence was, was, was you know overwhelming, showing the cheating and how it took place and who was involved and all this, all this stuff, people would still look at that and be like, yeah, but you used the military. You did this. You did that. You tried to take over, that kind of thing. It's not going to look good. So he's going to stand back. You know what? Let you guys do it. And what's been happening the last two and a half years? Things have been coming out, right? Trump didn't expose what's going on in, in, in Michigan right now. That's coming out on its own. The people in Wisconsin are doing it on their own. The people in Arizona have been doing it on their own. The people in Georgia have been doing it on their own. Pennsylvania. Plenty of stuff has come out about that. People have been doing it on their own. It's not him. He gets to step back and avoid, you know, oh, the media crucifying him. Just like saying, oh, you know what? Uh, if he were to say, don't wear a mask. Well, you know, if you wear a mask, if you want to. If he says, don't wear a mask, guess what? Oh, you're a denier. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's playing the media off of themselves. I don't know. Somebody said, I think he has the Constitution on his side, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I, I, don't, I think that's a fair point. And that brings us back to where we originally said we, we're going to we're going to leave this all in John Roberts' hands. That's that's also not a that's somewhat of an unnerving feeling as well. So, 
All right, let's move on. Let's do some news. Other news. And here with that yes. is Rick Delgado brought to you by EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. What's going on? All right. Well, stuff that is not as crazy as, as Damon likes to think. Uh, this coming from, Tibet, from the Pentagon earlier today is they announced the launch of a new website for the uh, All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the AARO, which will provide the public with declassified information about UFOs or what government calls unidentified anomalous phenomenon. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said at a press briefing that this is real news. Stop. Uh, that the new website will provide public uh, information, including videos, photos associated with uh, UAP cases that are declassified and approved for public consumption. Other information, the general said, would be available, including reports, trends, and frequently asked questions section, where you can ask about your favorite uh, UFOs uh, and aliens. The department is committed to transparency, it says here, with the American people on AARO's work on UAPs, another fancy word for UFOs. Oh, AARP? (laughs) For the real old aliens, yeah. Uh, He added that the site will serve as a one-stop shop for information that is publicly available, and the AARO will regularly update the website with its most recent findings when new information is cleared for the public to view. So. <laughs> I don't know why you guys don't take this stuff more seriously. Did they ask you to contribute to this website at all? <laughs> yeah. No, they have not asked me to write for it yet. Okay. <laughs> will you be accepting if they do? It, it depends on the money. Okay. All right. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Thank you. Speaking of space, <laughs> being unidentified fiscal <laughs> objection in <Between> your ears. <laughs> Tesla is reportedly facing two new federal probes. What a surprise! Oh yeah, <laughs> over possible misuse of company resources by or for personal benefit of CEO Elon Musk. I thought that's why you have a company so you can use it to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, the Wall Street Journal first reported on Wednesday that federal prosecutors with the U.S. Attorney's Office in, you guessed it, the Southern District in New York, separately, and the SEC are seeking information on how much Tesla has spent to plan and build a secretive project reportedly get this a spacious glass house in greater Austin thought to be for Musk's personal use. So now they're investigating him because he's building a house made of glass. The report also said that the Manhattan federal prosecutors were separately looking into whether Tesla had deliberately misrepresented the battery range for its electric cars from 267 miles to 270. Uh, the Reuters reported in July that the Tesla electric cars often fall short of the company's advertised range and that cars touch plays the screens, uh, touchscreen displays, uh, inaccurately remaining range to the drivers, whatever that means. I misread it. Tesla and the Manhattan Federal Prosecutor's Office did not immediately respond to comment. The SEC Public Affairs Office told CNBC via email that the agency does not comment on the existence or non-existence of a public investigation, unless, of course, it has to do with Elon Musk. Uh, Such investigations do not always lead to findings of wrongdoings, but as we heard from uh, President Biden, everything that uh, Elon Musk does should be looked at because he has has, uh, relationships with people overseas. This is another one that I hear people trying to decide, well, it's because of this, it's because of what. This is another one that's just so, they're making it so clear. You build a company based on government subsidies. And the government wants you to be um, thankful to the government. And the government wants you to be uh, bow down to big government. And they want more government. And you're going to do what you're told because we helped you build this company. 
and then you go by Twitter and you end up uh, supporting free speech and the First, uh, First Amendment and you're a patriot. And they say, oh, really? Oh, really? All right, let's throw a couple of these at you and see. I mean, there's nothing more or less to this than that. Yeah. That's what this is. It's pure targeting of what they now perceive as their political opponent instead of their semi-partner in helping to save the planet and build big batteries. Yeah, because of the uh, Twitter files where we found out the government had a hotline to Twitter, which they would use to take down people that they didn't agree with. So in another leaked FBI memo, you're going to like this one. And this is a follow-up, actually, for earlier story with the kid out of Colorado, Jaden. Um, you were correct. Uh, when it comes to the leaked FBI memo, Damon, you were yep. asking about, mm-hmm. it says here, be warned. This is coming from Cowboy State Daily. Uh, be warned if you fly the Gadsden, Betsy Ross, Liberty Tree, or certain other flags. Yeah. Maybe you have one in your shop or garage, or you might have a Punisher skull decal on your truck. You could possibly even have a Spartan helmet on one of your T-shirts or a tattoo. These and other symbols are potential signs of domestic terrorism, according to the leaked internal FBI document. Uh, Project Veritas and Gun Owners of America leaked the FBI internal domestic terrorism symbols guide. And uh, the document said that these flags and others are symbols and certain quotations used by anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremists, specifically militia violent extremists or MVEs. Um, I think it's right up there with uh, UFOs. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy State Daily asked the FBI if using this document was a guide in Wyoming, and they declined comment on the allegedly leaked and internal FBI products, and they said they would not make any comments regarding uh, militia, violent extremists, or yeah. any of these symbols. Do you want to bet that teacher watched that uh, hearing? you want to bet she's uh, hanging around with people in uh, circles that say, oh, yeah, did you see this? I knew it. That's in flag. Got to watch out for that this year. Yeah. First one she saw. Boom. Oh, yeah. These things start. All right, 13 past the hour. Sports and news. I got an article here that Rick Delgado and Slick Rick might like, or they may not. Oh, wow. From Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, uh, something flew in and took Damon away. <laughs> <laughs> flew him out of here. Um, it was no. a Frappuccino machine. <laughs> yeah, because of... <laughs> See, look, he's gone. He was there. Oh, now on. he's gone. Oh, well. Uh, that's okay. The show goes on. We'll just continue on with me and Slick Rick. Uh, we got more more news coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but first, let's do some sports. Let's get an update from sports uh, with Slick Rick. Slick Rick Sports brought to you by my 
Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and take advantage of the great deals that Mike's got over there and help support a great man and a great American patriot and a great company as well. Those people need our help, and we are there for them. LFS6P is the code at checkout. Make sure you use it and save a ton on some great MyPillow products. MyPillow.com. Slick Rick, what have you got going on in sports? Thank you, I already know about the Yankees losing. We're going to go back to the rodeo. Here we go. Ellensburg Rodeo. I gave you the first opening night last night. Second night in action. Ellensburg Rodeo Arena in beautiful Ellensburg, Washington. Washington on fire with the rodeos this weekend. And we got team roping. First round leader Caleb Driggers and Junior Noguera. 4.6 seconds. To, uh, tie down. We had Monty Lewis. 8.4 seconds. And steer roping. We're in the second round. Taylor Santos. 11 seconds flat. Uh, this rodeo is a big one. 387680 Obviously, we haven't gotten into the uh, uh, barrel racing and bull riding yet, but those results should be out by tomorrow night. We'll have that for you. Uh, let's shoot over to some scores, get you updated on some of those college football games. Wake Forest up 27-14 over Elon. Elon making a little bit of a move. They're cutting that lead deficit in less than half with four minutes to go in the third. UCF, well, that looks like it's all over there. 35-3 over Kent State, 10 minutes to go in the third. Rhode Island jumps over up over Georgia State, 28-22. Six minutes to go in the third. Western Michigan, 28-17 over St. Francis. We have uh, NC State leading UConn, 10-7. That's also in the third. Uh, all these games now are in the second. Utah, 17-3 all over Florida. We have Nebraska trailing Minnesota, 3-zip and a good defensive struggle. Just about 40 seconds to go to the half there. And uh, Missouri, uh, or Missouri, I should say, 21-3 over South Dakota. And uh, Tulsa continues to lead AR Pine Bluff, 20 to 7. UAB over NCANT, 21 3 at the half. Uh, let's see. Carlos Alcaraz trying to finish up there. Harris is holding on there in that third set. He can he leads Alcaraz 4 to 3. I think Alcaraz will take care of that. And uh, with the ladies, Ang Jabour, she won the first set and she trails 5 to 1 in the second set over in the Scova. So we'll see what, how that develops. Ang Jabour, world number 5, former big winner, and I believe she won Wimbledon one year. And uh, here we go. We're going to get to Nebraska Volleyball Stadium event draws 92,003 to set women's world attendance record. Pretty big news today. AP. Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska's fight song begins. There is no place like Nebraska. When it comes to volleyball, those words never rang more true than Wednesday night. The Cornhuskers laid claim to the world record for largest attendance at a women's sporting event with 92,003 filling Memorial Stadium for their volleyball match against Omaha. The university uh, took aim at the record last spring when it announced it would be holding a day-long celebration of a sport that enjoys immense popularity in the state of fewer than 2 million. The Cornhuskers laid claim to the world record for largest attendance at a world sporting event with 92,003. Uh, uh, we took a chance by playing in Memorial Stadium and to go for the record and break it. I don't think anybody could have envisioned that when this whole thing started. Nebraska coach John Cook said it feels like a great accomplishment for this sport called volleyball. Volleyball is huge in Nebraska. Big It's a big sport. Um, and My uh, son's volleyball season is coming up. The first yeah. game is Tuesday. Big. That that sport is really taking I fire. I love watching him play yeah, volleyball. volleyball. It's awesome. It is. I, 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 whenever I'm flipping the channels and I see the volleyball, I, I stop immediately. I mean, the men is just pure power, but the women, power and finesse, really love that. And uh, though 91,648 was widely acknowledged as the women's sports attendance record, at least uh, one match at the unofficial 1971 
Big D, before you were born, Women's World Cup in Mexico reportedly drew 110,000 people. Uh, volleyball has surpassed basketball as the number one girls high school team sport in the United States. Way before I was yep. born. Yeah, way before. At least <laughs> you know? 10 years. All right, Big D. What year was it? 1971. Oh, yeah. It's way before. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> if you count it in seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's a wrap in sports. Big D, I'll throw it back to you. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. Let's do. Uh, so Tucker, um, we'll do news here in a second. Tucker's out with a new interview. And I've, already, this time? I've shared it on our page and you've got to watch it. Because just when you think the interview is over, I mean, the first 40 minutes is great. His interview is with uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. The interview itself is yeah. great, but just when you think they wrap, he says, you know, it was great seeing you again. It looks like they're ending. Portnoy takes over the questioning, they, and they like let it roll for like 15 minutes, and he asked Tucker about Fox, Fox leaving, what happened behind the scenes, a whole thing. And I tell you, I thought it was fascinating. Now, now isn't Portnoy with Fox now? No. Or No. No, Portnoy owns Barstool. He just got it back from Penn. They okay. just sold it back from for who, a dollar. Who, I'm confusing him with somebody else then. Yeah, Dave Portnoy is the founder uh, of Barstool Sports. Yeah, sure. Sold it to uh, the churning group for $100 million, then yeah. sold the rest to Penn for $500 well, million, Very wealthy. $600 million, And then Penn decided that it wasn't working, and they wanted to p- partner with ESPN, so they sold Barstool back to Portnoy for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so they talk about that and a lot of other things. Uh, you want to see one clip, though, Doug, out that sure. I picked out for you to see from the Why last 15 minutes? Because <laughs> this one, I, I couldn't believe this one. Tucker is well with you. Is Biden going to be the nominee? I don't know. I'm not a political person, but I feel like there's been a shift where internally, maybe the Democrats don't think he can win, and they're setting the stage to do somebody else. Uh, I think it's crazy if he's, I mean... To be honest, I think both Trump and Biden are too old. I, I think there should. I don't think you should be able to be that old and be president. Uh, but I think Trump certainly seems more aware. I mean, I, I think Biden has got some serious dementia issues. Oh, like how that is the president, I don't know. And that's not a Democrat because I said about both. It's like uh, Mitch, Mitch, the guy who had the stroke during the speech the other day. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Like what? How? How are these people running our country? You wouldn't put those, these people in I would say in McConnell's, the only defense I would say of Mitch McConnell is McConnell post-stroke is an improvement over McConnell pre-stroke. <laughs> fair enough. Um, fair enough. Fair know. enough. Fair enough. There's no companies in the world where I would buy stock where you're having the CEO seemingly at that advance. It's just only in politics. It's crazy. Yeah, it's because it's only the world. Yeah. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. It's broken. So, yeah. Dave Portnoy, great to see you. you <laughs> <laughs> He's Ouch. right. Ouch. You, you, you probably wouldn't even get into a, a, a golf cart with a Mitch McConnell or, or a Joe Biden at this point because it's no. just too scary. He's like, no, that's okay. I'll walk. Yeah. It's a good interview. And it, it looks it's like really it. good after you think it's over. Because <laughs> Portnoy asked him about, about Fox, the inner workings of what was going on as he was getting fired. He asked him. He says, it seems to me that you and Trump were uh, that in the debate night thing. We're really trying to stick it to Fox. <laughs> he asked him some pretty, in what was supposed to be, I think, a lighthearted kind of close. Right. Uh, he got Tucker to talk about some things that I thought were pretty interesting. So it's worth a check. It's on our, uh, it's on our social media. 
uh, you can check that out. Yeah, so. and, and Tucker's the last couple. He did one with Victor Orban, um, right? The, the Hungarian yep. leader. And then he did that one with, uh, then he went on Adam Carolla's show. Where he he said some wild stuff on Adam Carolla's show. I have not Everybody watched does. that one yet. Um, That's when he talked about the assassination. He talked about the assassination. He talked about uh, the Obama gay sex thing. He talked. He talked about a lot of stuff, and it's just like, and it kind of makes you jump back because he again, like you just mentioned, that Portnoy's interviewing him. He's being interviewed, so you know he's coming at it from, I'm going to tell you what I think instead of him him asking the questions and kind of controlling things. Kind of interesting how fervently he agreed with they're both too old to be president. Tucker, that is. When he said, they're, I think they're both too old. And he right. said, I agree. That's kind of uh, kind of interesting. All right, live from Studio 6B, 26 past the hour. We'll do some more news with Delgado. Plus, we'll get into this headline, Washington Times. Biden shows no signs he'll drop out. Oh, come on. But... Speculation swirls. There's an organization that still backs Obamacare. Are you uh, are you familiar with this? They back Obamacare, gun control, and extreme transgender policies. That's right. And, of course, all of those endanger our kids. They claim to be bipartisan, but last year 95% of their donations went to Democrats. Who am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about AARP. Certainly doesn't represent the values of the majority of American seniors. Fortunately, there's a conservative alternative. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, proudly champions Americans' right to free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. AMAC defends parents' rights to protect their children and is fighting to restore America's election integrity. With more than 2 million members nationwide, AMAC is pro-faith, pro-family, and pro freedom i encourage you to join them and see if you want to become a member of amac today let's send aarp a strong message that they don't represent conservative seniors join amac today at amac.com forward slash studio 6b that's amac.us forward slash studio 6b well, listen, you got to choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because, you know, it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. Toxins and particles and wildfire smoke can penetrate your lungs, threaten your health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced, as a matter of fact, on this show this week, their biggest sale of the year. You can save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for the EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy ships. 
And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and you'll get fast free shipping as well. It's a $250 savings. Visit ekpure.com, use code 6B. Visit ekpure.com, use code 6B. You can also use code AMERICA. That's ekpure.com and use either code AMERICA or 6B. They work the same. Uh, and check it out today. 30% off for the Labor Day sale. Check them out. EnviroCleanse. All right. Uh, 33 past the hour. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Meds. Again, just a couple more days to stock up. If you're looking for that early treatment pack to put in your put in your cabinet in your bathroom there and hope that you never need it, but at least you know you have it with the ivermectin, uh, the high-dose vitamin D, the uh, Z-Pack it comes with. It comes with a couple with, um Nitsaniacide comes with, which is also another antiviral that works well with the um, ivermectin. Now is the time to stock up before they leave the business and move everything back to seven cells, uh, which we'll talk more about next week. But do it now. Use our code LFS6B. It'll save you 50% off at checkout. Uh, Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, this one coming from uh, John Solomon's Just the News. You can go there at justthenews.com and find this one as well. Gas rises 63 cents a gallon in 2023 as gloomy data cast doubt on Rosie Bidenomics tour. We were talking a little bit about this yesterday and how things uh, <laughs> look to be heading in a bad direction. The Biden administration is having difficulty being consistent with its message that Bidenomics is working, a narrative that's been increasingly complicated by the reality of higher costs for Americans from uh, everything at the grocery store to the gas pumps. The numbers are clear. Our economy remains strong, President Joe Biden exclaimed earlier this month, citing the CPI index numbers that showed inflation having fallen to a three-year low. He leaves out the part that he helped bring it to a three-year uh, 40-year high, um, but whatever. Bidenomics is working. Economists are pointing out that the CPI doesn't necessarily tell the full story. The CPI, once hailed as a reliable measure of inflation, now faces mounting criticism for many ways in which it fails to adequately measure the costs of middle and working class households and what they face, wrote financial expert Eugene Ludwig uh, and economist Philip Cornell of MarketWatch last week. Ludwig is an expert in banking regulation and risk management uh, from 93 to 98. He served as a controller of currency. For example, he, he explained, CPI index includes luxury items, weighting things like second homes to have more impact than beef, chicken, milk, eggs, and potatoes combined. Additionally, CPI tracks costs of medical procedures. As a result, the CPI consistently underestimates inflation. Biden's claims of success may be undercut by important individual numbers, which again we were just talking about. Gas prices, for example, up almost 20% this year alone and are 71% higher than they were three years ago, according to the AAA. The Bureau of Labor Statistics shows that during the past 12 months, food costs are up basically 5%, rent up 8%, and transportation services are up almost 10% as well. The Inflation Reduction Act, which was signed into law last year by President Biden and and had been heavily touted by the administration, has been ineffective in reducing inflation, according to yeah, well, leading economists. Well, Biden himself now says it was, you know, I was a, we shouldn't have named it that. Now, yeah. now he admits it. <laughs> 
It had nothing to do with inflation. It was a green energy bill. Yep. Yeah. And they just, and they just, like we've always said, they name it something nice. Everybody thinks, oh, this is what I'm voting for. And you, you get the old bait and switch, the old dupe job. Uh, also this month, the fixed average fixed, uh, fixed 30 year mortgage rate hit, uh, an all time high, or at least a high that it's been in two decades reported by Fox news hitting 7.9%. And despite all the public cheerleading by Biden officials, uh, about the future economic outlook, federal reserve chair, Jerome Powell hinted just last week that he's prepared to continue hiking interest rates, uh, until we are confident that inflation is moving substantially downward as, as it is our objective. So there you have it. Uh, um, yeah, don't believe everything. Uh, what a surprise. Don't believe everything the government tells you. <laughs> well, we've been telling you the CPI <laughs> basket and how they come up with these numbers is just idiotic. A real CPI calculated in the 70s and 80s probably when it was the highest here was what, 9%? It was probably double that yeah. in, real, in real terms What if we calculated it the same way. Yeah. Yeah, because they keep uh, moving the goalposts, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Truth Social CEO and former GOP California Representative Devin Nunes says that former President Donald Trump doesn't need to participate in the next Republican primary debate. This is his words. According to Devin Nunes, he says, I wouldn't if I was him. He said on Thursday's edition of Just the News, No Noise, when asked if Trump should attend the next debate, as I've said for a long time, Donald Trump is the leader of the Republican Party until he doesn't want to be the leader of the Republican Party. Instead of going to the first GOP primary debate, Trump dropped in for a pre-recorded interview uh, with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. You only get out where... Uh, you only have to get out into where normal people and working people are, and it only takes a few seconds to know that Donald Trump has and will continue to have well over half the Republicans who support him because they support what he stands for. And now I think his support has even increased. His campaign announced earlier this week it had raised more than $7.1 million since his booking at the Fulton County Jail in Georgia. And, uh, of course, we saw that. Uh, Nunes also says he believes that Trump is the only candidate that can win in 2024 uh from him a quote he's the one guy who ripped off the bandage and showed everybody the corruption and how bad that corruption is in washington dc and that's why they're so scared of trump and that's why they know he's probably the only one that can win so there you have it from uh truth social ceo he's Devin the only Nunes. one that can win that's against, what he's saying against biden i think anywhere i could win against biden what are you talking about who can't win against Biden? Who couldn't go make the case against Biden? Chris Christie. Okay. Well, good point. I don't know about that. <laughs> Chris Christie is terrible. Nobody likes Chris Anybody Christie. Anybody on the Republican stage is better than Biden. Yeah, Anybody. But, but, but you got to be likable, too. He's not likable. Nobody likes him. Not even, not even, I don't even think he likes himself. I agree with that. He still might win. Anyhow. If, if everybody else gotten a ufo and left and christy was the only one left <laughs> he would still lose i don't know about that you watch we're all gonna leave and leave chris christie by himself watch him still lose the election i guarantee it okay what else <laughs> third party spoiler candidate alert uh speaking of the 2024 election as candidate cornell west says democratic party is beyond redemption 
He's taking a stab. Uh, Green Party presidential candidate Cornell West, the guy with the wacky hair, came out swinging against the Democratic Party establishment and progressive Senator Bernie Sanders for endorsing President Biden. West, a high-profile racial activist and academic who Democrats worry may may spoil Biden's reelection bid. Don't worry about Biden himself spoiling it. He's done a remarkable job on his own. Uh, said that the Democratic Party is beyond redemption during an interview Tuesday with the Hills Rising. The Green uh, Party candidate added that Sanders' recent argument that Biden represents progressives best hope to stave off authoritarianism wasn't persuasive. I think that big, big, uh, Brother Bernie's being consistent. He has said all along, and I can understand the argument, I think it's a plausible argument, he said. I just don't think it's a pervasive one. Or, or persuasive one. I think the argument he's making means that there's never any possibility for breaking from the corporate duopoly. There's never any possibility trying to speak to the needs of poor working people. So uh, Cornell West is uh, making some waves in the uh, Democratic Party. And we'll see what happens. Probably won't do much. But from what I understand, that no labels party, I guess, is causing some angst yeah. when it comes to the Democrats. Yes, they are for sure. For sure. I'm just curious about this because I see the audience all up in arms, of course, and they're saying that um, if President Trump decided that um, he didn't, he, he had a health issue, uh, you're, you're saying that no one thinks that anyone else could win against Biden? If President Trump decided that he couldn't run or his doctor said you can't run or something, he, you know, he has said if something was to come up like a health issue, then he would have to, he would think about it. Yeah. So. Is the, are, the position is that if, if that was to happen, let's just say just for sake of this conversation, nobody else on the stage could beat Biden. That's our position, that our bench is that weak. Are you asking the people yeah, in the you chat? Can, you can jump in. All I'm right. just, yeah, I'm asking. No, I, th- I think you've got DeSantis and Vivek uh, are, are great um, guys to step up. That would be, uh, that would definitely more than capable of winning that election. I agree with yeah. that. Easily. Fully agree with that. They would run circles yeah. around that jerk. They would. Yeah, I think there's other combinations probably too that could. Maybe not on the stage yet. Like who? Well, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to think. But huh. I mean I thought you had somebody in your in your in your holster. How, how could how could we think that he's the only one who could beat Biden? No, I th- I I think what people are looking at is is he's the only one they think who can um not only beat Biden because you're 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 going up against more than Biden. You're going up against the the Democratic machine, um, and against the rhinos. You ca- they're, they're coming at you at all flanks. And the vote riggers. Yeah, and the vote, rig. the vote riggers. Big yeah, D. they even got a song about it. You want to hear it? Here yeah, it I've heard it. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> have it ready. Come on, me. Come on, get down. Oh man. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's what they mean. I I don't know. Live from Studio 6B, more sports. We'll wrap it up for Thursday when we get back right after this.
Testing. Testing one, two. Uh, 13th <laughs> of the hour live from Studio 6B. I can hear nothing, so I'll just continue, though. That's our high-quality equipment at work here. Um, I think Lindsey Graham is trying to cut your microphone off. <laughs> <laughs> What did I pick? Graham who? Graham, I MTG. Uh, MTG, yes. <laughs> Just having a little fun with y'all. Uh, 13th of the hour, live from Studio 6B. Let's do some more news and sports. We'll start with sports for we Wrap it up on a Thursday. Slick Rick, what haven't we gotten to? Major League Baseball scores. Let's get to that. Giants and Padres, no score top of the first. Yankees lost earlier today to the Tigers, 4-3. to three. Marlins over the Nationals, 6-1 to one in D.C. Braves taking on the Dodgers, 10-10. First pitch out in L.A. Uh, NCAA football. Wake Forest up 30-14 over Elon, 7 to go there in the fourth. Third quarter, UCF all over Kent State, 42-6. to six. Uh, Good game. Georgia State just went up ahead of Rhode Island, 35-28. Nine to go there in the fourth. We have... Uh, Western Michigan over St. Francis PA 35-17. That's in the fourth as well. Nancy State 17-14 over UConn in the third. Uh, looks like Utah is going to walk away with that game. It's 17-3 over Florida. You still got a full half, so I shouldn't speak too quick. Minnesota 3-0 over Nebraska. Boy, talk about a defensive struggle out in Minnesota. The Golden Gophers holding it down. End of three. And Missouri over South Dakota 28-3 at the half. Tulsa 28-7 over AR Pine Bluff. That's end of two. And last but not not least, uh, UAB over NC and AT&T, 21 to 3, 11 to go there in the third. All right, Big D, let's get over to a quick story here. How about this one? Philadelphia Phillies launch facial recognition program for fan entry at Park. This isn't the first, but we're hearing this more and more now. Warner Todd Houston and Breitbart. The Philadelphia Phillies is set to be the next Major League Baseball team to implement a facial recognition program that officials are calling the ultimate hands-free, free-flow experience for entry to Citizens Bank Park. Isn't that Jill Biden's favorite place? The uh, Phillies there. Uh, the team is trying out the racial rec system at its first base gate with the stated intention of speeding up the time it takes to get fans into the park, according to Axios. The league itself is sponsoring the program, according to The Hill. The system uses cameras to take photos of fans entering the park and compares the photo to the photo fans have supplied ahead of time, which creates a, a unique num- numerical token. The league said once the system recognizes the fan, their ticket is automatically registered and they can walk right in without stopping to show ticket or deal with gatekeepers. So that's kind of crazy. And uh, just that, uh, let's see, how about that Keith Oberman story? Have you heard about that big deal? Yeah, what's, what's going, going on, on with that? Yeah, that? yeah, with Riley Gaines. Yeah, Riley Gaines owns Keith Oberman in ongoing social media feud. Makes sense why you got fired, she says. One of Todd Houston. He's been fired from everybody you can imagine. Woman sports advocate Riley Gaines delivered another cutting blow in the latest entry in the ongoing feud with <laughs> constantly fired ESPN sports anchor Keith Oberman. The feud, which has consistently been on one side in Gaines' favor, was sparked on August 31st by Oldman's inept attack on the former NCAA swimming champion as an athlete who sucked at swimming, is what he said. Gaines not only won that exchange by replying, ah, makes sense now why you got fired from ESPN. Oldman's hateful attack It was even slapped with a community note that informed readers that Gaines did not suck at swimming and rather was a very successful swimmer. However, Gaines wasn't done cutting Oldman down to the bitter, hate-filled core. She was since followed 
that initial post with one showing her wall of fame, which clearly proves how successful she was in her college career. Gaines posted a video cheerfully revealing all her SEC swimming and academic trophies and medals and handing the yawning emoji to the post. At the end of a video, Gaines joked that Oldman is a grown man who has a problem holding down a job, and she is right. <laughs> Oldman has been fired by CNN, ESPN, MSLSD, Current TV, and a growing list of, of more minor broadcast concerns, as well as all newspapers and magazines. He can get a job on a local TV show. And you've shown some of his crazy rants on the oh, show. Oh, he, well. he's, he's, cert- he's, he's certifiable. He yeah. lost his moral compass. That he's guy. certifiable. Rubber yeah. room time. No question. No doubt about it. All right, Big D, that's a wrap. Back All right, Slick, very good. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. Of course, my pillow. Use our code LFS6B. If you shop there, and we so appreciate when you do. Uh, Rick Delgado, what else is going on in the news? All right. Well, this one uh, coming out of. What used to be my favorite city, uh, San Francisco, when I lived there, you know, many years ago, uh, crime forces popular San Francisco restaurant to close after 14 years. It's impossible to run a business there. This one, uh, a popular vegan eatery known as Gracias Madre in San Francisco's Mission District closed its doors this week after more than a decade due to the city's deteriorating conditions. Our mission has always been to honor the mothers who give so much to serve, care for, and live in hope with their families, especially those in Mexico. It's been our honor to work on behalf of their generosity and sacrifice all these years. A note posted outside the restaurant and on the web read in part, the condition of life in San Francisco has deteriorated and made running a small business nearly impossible, they wrote. Betty Yu, a reporter for CBS News, quoted uh, Gracias Madre's uh, manager, Joseph Donahue, saying that many people found it a little bit too dangerous to visit the restaurant at night due to the lack of parking. And if people did manage to find a place to park, they thought basically someone's going to break into their vehicle and it basically kept them on edge. So a lot of the customers did say they wouldn't come out at night. So, yep. uh, you know, this this is liberal policies at work. You're getting to see them firsthand up and up and uh, right in your face, right where you live. You vote for these policies. This is what happens. It ruins your life. You know, what's amazing, too, is that I was thinking about this today and, and you hear about all this complaining, you know, the left. Oh, my goodness. Conservatives, this conservatives, that. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Conservative um, policies make your liberal policies possible. Think about it. Without, without the strength of, of a conservative base and conservative uh, policies in place, being, being allowed to you know, venture off and think like a lunatic liberal wouldn't exist because you wouldn't have that freedom. If, 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 if everything was liberal, this is what you would be stuck with. With decay, with, with, with cities in blight at this point, major metropolitan cities just, just, just turning into toilets, literally, not figuratively, as Joe Biden likes to say. Um, it's disgusting. And, and, and meanwhile, they sit there and, and they espouse all these, all these, you know, these moral compass things like, oh, my goodness, we're so, we're so much this and conservatives that. Without conservative values, you don't exist. You're not allowed to think that way. Conservatism makes liberal thinking possible. I guess that's one of the offshoots. I mean, you know, I, I guess you got to take the good with the bad, right? I don't know. Well, like, you know, they say conservatism really is a way of life, a way of living where um, progressivism is just uh, just a straight ideology. And that's what they're they're driven by. Yeah. Uh, one more quick story re- right here. Ex-CIA agent who signed the false letter about Hunter Biden's laptop tried to hide her work from Twitter. 
Former CIA agent Nada Bacos, one of the 51 intelligence agents who signed the fake letter in an attempt to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story, tried to hide her subsequent work for Twitter, according to the latest Twitter file documents. Bacos worked for Twitter's policy team in March of 2022, where her picture appeared on the New York Post cover exposing the signatories of the October 2020 letter. Yes, uh, there you go. Hi, all. I wanted to make sure you're aware that the New York Post cover that I was featured on, she wrote, related to this 2020 story when he was on the board of the Ukraine gas company. Um, she wrote in an internal email first obtained by Substack journalist Texas Lindsay. Her email signature says she was a senior policy domain specialist for the site integrities unit. Twitter also banned the New York Post for the story at the time. Given my policy role and current uh, enforcement role, uh, I didn't want this to come across as a surprise. I don't have publicly acknowledged. I know I haven't publicly acknowledged working for Twitter and locked down my LinkedIn account. My mentions are a mess, of course. So exposed. And this was from coming from the Daily Caller, if you want to check it out and read more about this story about the CIA agent who was trying to hide what she was doing for Twitter at the time. Speaking of the New York Post, last night they came out with an article around 1047 after we were off the air. Hunter Biden's firm, Joe's VP office, exchanged more than a thousand emails, record show. But don't worry, I knew nothing about my son's business dealings. Nothing. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us, all the truckers, all our farmers, everybody that keeps the country moving. Thanks to the guys on the show. Aaron, Frank, great job as always. But most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night to wrap it up on a Friday. Get out of control live from Studio 6B. We'll see you then.